Hello, and welcome back to the Market Leaders Podcast. I'm David Ackert, and today I am joined by Laura Kui, who is the Head of Business Development for Asia Pacific at Dwayne Morris. Laura, great to have you with us. Thank you, David. I'm really excited to be on the Market Leaders Podcast. So my understanding is that your role is more externally facing than internal. Do you have any internal business development responsibilities as part of your role? Yes, I am still responsible for all the day-to-day. Um, But because I have my assistant, I also have time to go out and about. And so um, here in the region, uh, I'm responsible for six offices. We have offices in Singapore, Shanghai, Hanoi, Ho Chi Minh City in Vietnam, Taipei in Taiwan, and Yangon in Myanmar. And for me, um, the main thing has been the learning side. So I am always looking for opportunities to go and learn about new things. And so I, um, I attend lots and lots of seminars um, and networking events, and I learn about new areas of law. So for example, um, I recently started to really get into the area of fintech and cryptocurrencies and blockchain. This is an area that not many people know about yet. So there were so many learning opportunities. And as I attended these events, I got to know more and more people, and I was able to establish collaborations with others. And we have now established ourselves in Singapore as quite significant in in that particular sphere, um, as as, uh, the lawyers, the corporate lawyers who really know about this new area and how blockchain works and how it can be implemented. So it's, it's very exciting to be at the forefront of that. And also, I always think, well, if I attend these events and I say, well, I'm, you know, I'm the business development person for this firm and I know about this and this and this. And if I can talk knowledgeably about these various subject matters, then they will think, wow, if she knows all of this, then, you know, what do the lawyers know? It would give the impression that this is a firm that is specializing in a certain area. So that's kind of my my intention. Um, So, yes, um, to your question, I definitely do a lot of all of the internal stuff, um, but I also do the external stuff because I love to go out. I love to meet new people, always thinking about new contacts and things. How have you found that an external facing business development role improves the law firm model at Dwayne Morris? When you have a partnership with a very large number of people who have um, billing and origination targets. So, for example, if they're a corporate lawyer and they do M&A, they will meet someone and they will say, oh, you know, are you, are you looking at buying any other com- uh, companies here in Asia or, or something to that degree? And then they'll, they'll talk about what they do. Um, whereas when you have someone who is a business development professional, someone like me who knows my firm inside out, who knows all my lawyers, I can sell the entire firm. And it means that lawyers, they are, you know, they have to bill every day. They have a target. Whereas I don't have a billable target. I don't need to do that. So I, I am much more relaxed. I have time um, and I can meet with these potential clients again and again. You know, it takes a very long time to establish relationships, particularly here in Asia. Um, So going for all those coffees and things constantly, I grow the relationship to such a point, and that is when I introduce them to the lawyer or the team. You know, it's, I always liken it to a football analogy, where I see myself as the midfielder. 
So I'm there, you know, I've got the ball and I'm running around and I pass it neatly to the goal shooter, the lawyer, and it's for them to then just knock it into the goal. No, I like I like the metaphor. That makes a lot of sense. So uh, what advice would you have for legal marketers who might be more internally focused in their role currently, but they wish to be perceived not just in uh, a uh, business development support function, uh, but really someone who's contributing directly to revenue as you are doing in Singapore for your firm? I, I think it's um, it rather depends on the firm that they're in, the size of it and the structure. Um, I would say that if you're in a smaller firm, you definitely have more opportunity to mold the role into what you want. Because in a much larger firm, you tend to get pigeonholed into something. And let's say you come in as a, you know, a pitch writer or something, that would be quite difficult to, to move into this. However, generally, I think it's about being um, a curious personality. So demonstrating to your team that you are always learning, that you are interested in meeting new people, you're good with relationships. But if you are, let's say, an events person, you have a great opportunity because you are there front of house and you can start to speak to clients. I mean, I always, when I'm, I'm at, at events, I will circulate with the client, network with them whenever they are in our premises. Um, so grow those relationships and just really be bold, you know, um, don't think, oh, well, I'm not a lawyer, right? I have to stay in the background. Like, no, you are a professional in a law firm and you know about the law and you can you can sell all of your lawyers at any time. Um, so I would emphasize really getting to know all the practice areas that your firm specializes in really knowing each of the lawyers and their personalities because um, a lot of it is about trying to match the potential client to to that lawyer and, and getting the best possible result um, in terms of that match. But anytime you can identify something that has an either an indirect or a real direct um, result in revenue, keep a little spreadsheet of that. I personally have this spreadsheet where Let's say um, I've written a pitch and we've got the work. I will write down the name of the client and, and what we got. And um, if I've been out and about and I've brought in a, a relationship that has resulted in work, again, I make a note of that. You know, so I know how much I can bring in. And it means that I don't need to say I'm back office. I can say, look, hey, this is my spreadsheet. Take a look. And people go, wow, okay. You're actually, you know, doing something here. So everybody yeah. in business development should be able to do that to some degree. But once you focus on it more, you'll start to recognize all the other things that you can add to that spreadsheet. Yes, that's a really important um, couple of things that you've mentioned there. I want to underscore, I think that... Um, whether you are in one role or another, I think it is important to understand the product uh, that is being sold at the firm. And ultimately, that comes down to the practice areas and the individual lawyers and their expertise. So certainly, the more you familiarize yourself, you'll be able to uh, generate more directly to revenue and also keeping track of it. I, I love this idea of the spreadsheet. Not only does it sound like it has helped illuminate for you how much your direct revenue contribution was, but also gives you something that you can turn around and show to the lawyers 
I'm sure they weren't keeping track. So if you're not doing no. it, then the awareness is, is gone completely. Yeah. When I added it up um, it on the Excel and sort of looked at the figure, I, I myself was pretty surprised. Um, and I'm sure that would be the case for most people. You know, you you don't yeah. realize how much you're bringing. And that that's just the things that I, you know, really directly could say, oh, yes, you know, this is definitely me. And that is that is collected. That is not bills. This is collected money. So right. I think that's also important um, to, yeah, to really put your your business hat on. So imagine yourself this, you know, I treat the firm like it's my business. And I think, OK, what could I do for my business? Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's a healthy approach. <laughs> well, Laura, I really appreciate you sharing some of your insights and how you approach your role and how you uh, underscore the value that you bring, um, both in terms of revenue enablement and revenue generation and the tracking that you're doing there. Before we wrap this up today, can you give us a few suggestions on resources that uh, you might recommend for relevant business development insights and inspiration? Well, I do love to listen to podcasts and market leaders podcasts, it's totally on my listening list. Um, where we met a couple of years ago in Las Vegas, um, uh, I was um, I was on a panel for um, LMA, and that was when I first really realised how fantastic they were for the for the marketing community. Um, and here in Singapore, we have our own association. It's called Icon, and they organise fantastic seminars um, and various social events and a big annual conference, and they offer great training and networking. Um, and one last one would be um, The Briefing magazine. Um, that's the UK-based pub um, publication, but it really has fantastic insights, and I would definitely recommend uh, everyone can subscribe because it's free. Um, so go and go online and look at The Briefing magazine. So. Very good. Thank you so much for sharing those. You've been listening to Lara Kui, the Head of Business Development, Asia Pacific, at Dwayne Morris. Lara, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you.